zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and creatives about the best and worst jobs they've had to do to get by. Today I'm joined by comedian and model Erin Tepp. How are you doing? Hello, I'm all right. How are you? I too am all right. (laughs) I went to keep this patter of um, conversation going the whole hour if that's possible like uh, like a game of tennis yeah <laughs> just really staccato and cut off like this yeah equal equal, equal. <laughs> yeah. I'll do my bit then you can do your bit that's how conversations work oh, we've messed it up immediately no <laughs> cut out we are recording this on actually the hottest day of the year. I know I've said this, I've made this claim many times <laughs> over the four years I've been running this podcast, but it is actually the hottest day that yeah. Europe has ever had. Yeah. And then people who were born in the 60s are like, what about 1976? Shove it up your ass. I just saw a meme about that, actually. So very, very on trend. Um, I thought it was quite funny as well because also my dad is old and he's like but he's not talking about 1976 he's like I wonder what let's look it up for when it was in what it was like in 1947 (laughs) because he's that old that like the 1976 thing is not even like the current conversation in my family it's the weather was crazy in 1947 (laughs) just after the blitz had ended yeah remember threw it back that far it's like dad nobody's talking about this time it's too far back it hit 28 degrees yeah 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 probably was something like that I also love how many people are like oh it's just summer just have a nice time. Just enjoy the warm weather. No. Yeah, yeah. This is not. This is not really what summer is. Although it does. It. That, I do understand that claim a little bit because I. I moved to the UK like ten years ago or something, mm-hmm. and literally every time summer came round, people were like, "It's so hot," and I was like, every year I'd be like, "This is every." <laughs> This is what seasons is, right? This is every year this happens. This one is like off the scale. This is a heat wave, but all the others, I'm like, no, it gets to 30 degrees. That's, it's happened every year I've been here. So like, has it not been like this the whole time? Where did you move over from? I'm from Singapore. Oh, okay. So it's like a solid 37 there. Well, yeah, it's day, hot. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's every day it's just hot. Sometimes yeah. it rains, but it's still hot. And sometimes <laughs> it doesn't rain and it's hot. Yeah. So oh. that's what the weather's like. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> just every day. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had a flatmate from Singapore and her mum came to visit. She'd never been out of a tropical climate before. And it was like just a lovely, comfortable september's day and she was sat there with all of her clothes on by a little heater (laughs) shivering it is though it's nuts because like well my parents have just moved like back to europe after like 36 years or something Mm. and like my mum just cannot deal with it (laughs) it does take a while because in singapore you don't have to think about clothes Mm. you just go outside yeah 
and it's fine. You can just leave the house. Whereas here it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to leave that, I probably will need a jacket, but I don't know if I'm going to wear it. So I probably need a backpack to put the jacket in. <laughs> Maybe a jumper to go under the jacket if it's not like super cold, but I just want to like, there's just, I feel like I'm constantly doing like clothes maths as yeah. I'm leaving the house. And then whatever you take is I'm, incorrect. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm just not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So immediately step out. I'm like, well, this is wrong. <laughs> It's, and then, like, uh, walk into the shade for two seconds and it's a completely different climate. And then you walk <laughs> out and it's like, what is going on here? Why can I never be comfortable? How is it all of the weather all of the time? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> pick one and go with it. Please. <laughs> Please. It's all I ask. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so... Um, this isn't as much as I would love it to be a weather podcast. Yeah, um, it, sh- it should be. It should be the amount we discuss. There's so many it. types. <laughs> oh God, there's the hot one, the cold one. Yeah. The, the one that, yeah, <laughs> the one that's neither. But it's more like sexual. Is it? Is a spectrum, mm-hmm. isn't it? You don't just have you have the whole spectrum. Yeah. 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 Um, in one day um one day yeah so we'll get on to jobs we'll get you know what's nuts what's nuts hail hail where does that it comes out of nowhere as well angry (laughs) snow angry snow (laughs) i've i've seen outside it's blue skies we're having Mm. a nice day hail yeah well why just for 20 minutes so then it goes and then it's fine again. And then it's fine again. Mm-hmm. But it's, you don't want to be caught out in that either because you get pelted by yeah. the sky. <laughs> it's just it's so caught up, like, well, I don't know what weather it should be. It just pelts you with anger. It's horrible. Have you seen the one, like, it's usually, like, America. Everything, it's always usually America, isn't it? Where they, like, have golf ball-sized hailstones. Oh, yeah. They fully k- just kill you. Yeah, real big ones. And... You don't. It, there's no like warning for it. Like mm. you know that the the clouds kind of go a bit grey. Oh, it's probably going to rain. Mm-hmm. Hail just comes out of no. You could just be out. Yeah. With no shelter and just get hit by a massive rock from the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. And like what a. I mean, no disrespect to anyone who's died by hailstone, but what a pussy way yeah, to go. You don't want, no. No. <laughs> That is not a good way to go, is it? I wonder okay. how I wonder if there's statistics on that. Almost certainly. Yeah. Taken too some... young. Yeah, just oh god. I've made it like child death. <laughs> ice no. We should leave the weather. This is gone. Yeah. Very dark. <laughs> Uh, but if you can think of any other ways you can die by the weather, write into <laughs> us at zero hours podcast at gmail.com. That's not, I don't have an email address for this podcast. I don't want to hear from you. I don't care what you've got to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we'll get down, get down to business. Uh, what, what's your worst job ever been? My worst job? Um, my worst job is definitely uh, <laughs> retail. Um, that's, that's I feel like that's probably always what everybody comes <laughs> Like, I've, 
I've cleaned toilets and retail is much, much worse. <laughs> um, yeah, I worked and it wasn't it wasn't just normal retail. It was like children's retail because oh, no. I worked in Hamleys. Right. Hamleys, whenever I look, I've never been in one, but whenever yeah. I gaze upon it from the street, yeah. I feel a bit panicked. Yeah. There, yeah, it's it's like that, but worse on the inside. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what what were you doing in Hamleys? Five floors of it. Um, oh gosh. I, <laughs> I so there's like the Hamley. You know what though? I, it's very recently that I am able to speak about Hamleys. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually so traumatic so oh, if you invited me on this podcast like two years ago I'd be like Hamleys and there's and there's nothing more I can say um, emotionally I, I yeah it, it was oh god I came back every day seething and I lived in Uxbridge as well which is very far away yeah it's real far out too far away to go work at Hamleys but there's so there's like the Hamleys staff um and you do like sell the Hamleys toys and stuff. And I was part of the magic section. <laughs> so I worked for, they're called Marvin's Magic and we wore different, so all the Hamleys were red t-shirts. Yeah. We had black shirts and we did like magic stuff, except I didn't do magic. <laughs> I just, um, there was this, basically you get like assigned a toy and you have to just learn a script and sell that toy yeah. um, for the whole day. Okay. And then the next day you do this. So you never use your own words right. for about 10 hours a day. You just say <laughs> yeah. somebody else's words um, over and over again on repeat. So is it and always that one toy or do you have to... It's always the one toy, okay. so there's no variation. So that was, the people would come in and be like, oh my God, it's so magical. You're so lucky to work at Hamleys and play with toys all day. And it's like one toy for <laughs> 10 hours a day. Oh. I play on one toy. So then if someone comes over to you and they're like, what about these Barbie dolls? And you're like, I'm so sorry, I'm on this deck of cards. Yeah, I don't do Barbie dolls. I don't do any. Yeah, they, people would come up and be like, "Is this appropriate for a one-year-old?" And I'd be like, "I don't know. I don't know about any of these other toys. Like, read the back." <laughs> <laughs> and also, we were on commission, so everybody okay. who works on Ham in Hamleys is on commission, and you basically you get a set, um, a set, uh, like rate for the day. Or, or you hit the target, and the targets are based on last year's sales. Right. So once you hit the target, then you start making like the commission money. Mm -hmm. So you can end up leaving Hamleys with fifty pounds for the whole day, oh which God. is less than minimum wage. So and also, oh, it's a scam. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sorry, did I not make that? No, no, sorry. Oh, yeah. It's How naive a, of me. It's a big company scam. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, so it's to exploit the workers. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, 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 got you. Right, sorry. So sorry, I really should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so what you hit, you have to hit the commission, but the commission is based on last year's sales, which um, the further and further along you get is like further and further away from when people used to go into stores and buy stuff. Right. And more into a time where people look at stuff in stores and then go onto Amazon and buy it. Yeah. So you're trying to hit targets that are impossible to hit because that's just not how people behave anymore. That doesn't sound like retail. <laughs> it's like a, a retail, it's like the worst bits of retail mixed with the worst bits of sales mixed yeah. with the worst bits of like um, learning a script and re repeating a performance mixed with the worst demographic demographic of people, which is children. <laughs> <laughs> so, and children's parents. Oh, God. It I can really see. is a real concoction of um, that will make you hate your life. <laughs> it sounds like a, a horror. It was. How mm. long were you there for? Longer than I intended to be. Um, I think I was like, I'll work here till the summer or something. And then, and then I worked beyond that. And then they asked me um, if I wanted to do Christmas Eve, Boxing Day or New Year's Eve. And I was like, oh, I'm not coming in. <laughs> None. They were like, you have to do one of them. And I was like, oh, okay, no. <laughs> and yet I don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and yet I actually will not be doing that. Nope. <laughs> That's also a thing that they um it's five floors and yeah. you know I was saying it gets to 30 degrees every year. Every mm -hmm. year. It will yeah. always get to 30 degrees. Yeah, yeah. That's they don't have they don't have aircon. Why? So they don't have aircon. Yeah. They have units that they would like put near you and blast out cold air right on two on every like every floor and okay. then one of ours broke down on our floor the one that was like near me so I said I'm not coming in because it's too hot yeah and they were like well Erin it's hot for everyone and I was like yep and nobody should go in then <laughs> because what are you doing there's five floors yeah of like a monstrosity of keeping in heat Mm. what are you doing is there is there actually a law that prohibits people from going into work when it gets to a certain temperature or is that just the sort of urban legend that every <laughs> older lady perhaps let's say 60s mid 60s is like when it gets to 32 we can all walk out yeah yeah I think I think prob even if there is they've kept it vague so that nobody yes. knows I think that's how you do it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And also, who would actually have the balls to be like, and that's 32, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds a lot like something I would do. <laughs> because when you're in a job like that as well, it's like, you need me more than I need you. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to sell your toys. I can see, I can see it in all of your eyes. You want to sell <laughs> these toys. Well, you can't sell them without me, so just make it better. Yeah, because it's horrible. I think that is the beauty of living in a city, isn't it? Uh, particularly London, like as 
as bleak as it sounds like there is always hope you know you yeah. can walk out <laughs> of a job and then find another one fairly quickly yeah yeah, yeah. exactly it well it's not like it was it it was just there was I took it because it was like flexible so that was a selling point there were a lot of like creatives and performers and stuff who took it because the days were flexible yeah. so it wasn't like a steady you're in all of these days mm-hmm. um but I, honestly like their turnover was crazy I hope it's like they're constantly like um training up all these new people and then they just some people like do the training and then just leave after the training <laughs> like you're not holding on to any of these people they're all gone it doesn't seem cost effective no it it? doesn't seem cost effective to me but then again I don't run only so no I mean it must be yeah yeah I think it's because they're paying people so badly that um anything's cost effective when you just don't pay people Mm mm-hmm when people are scrabbling around in the dirt for those gold coins you throw at their feet, but at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> those fake toy gold <laughs> coins in that place. No. Oh, again. Why is nothing in here real? All the money is plastic. <laughs> God. So what... Um, it, what was the worst part of the day? The worst part of it. Um, I have this um, bit that I've been trying to make into something, maybe like stand up or a sketch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I fear it's too bleak. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like fun in conversations. Yeah. And people then towards the end they start looking at me a bit like are you okay and I'm like oh, I can't say this on stage <laughs> no I'm not okay no. <laughs> no I'm not okay but I was I had this toy it was it was this it was like a flat toy thing and it had it was like basically black ink over the top and then like colorful underneath and you'd use oh, okay. like a plastic little thing to Essentially, you push the black out the way and it revealed this colourful underneath and you could make drawings. Yeah, so it was like the, the sort of colouring, but you'd scratch it. Scratch yeah, it yeah. It's like a magic colouring board. Yeah. And then you'd like put it all back and then it disappears and then you can do it. So you can like use it over and over again. Right. Um, and they never break except they break all the time. But then we just would like throw them in the massive bin in that back. <laughs> like piles and piles of these toys that have broken where we're like they never break okay I'll be back in two seconds <laughs> I go through it away open a new one um but at one point I just had gotten like so because people just come in and they just they just smile at you but nobody's really listening to you mm-hmm. it's so it's so dystopian <laughs> it's like this happy magical children's place and everybody comes in like with awe on their faces and they're all smiling at you, but we're all like drones repeating this stuff. And there's no way, and we're just trying to sell stuff to the public and they're trying to buy this magical experience. Yeah. Um, but I realized that nobody was listening to me. I had to mm-hmm. say the scripture, nobody was listening. They were all just smiling back. Um, so instead of saying the script, I just, um, described all the different ways I would kill myself <laughs> in the store. 
<laughs> with the same intonation and smile on my face to see if anyone would notice. Did they? So I was like, and I would hang myself from the ceiling over there. I would use this blunt object to slit my wrist. <laughs> and they just came in and smiled like, wow, hello. <laughs> um, and nobody noticed. It was just until um, the boss had some great idea that we were going to be amplified. So wow. he came in with like a microphone and a big speaker Mm -hmm. And was like, and now you're at the front of the store. You can like be super amplified and really grab people in with the, and make loads of attention. And and I was like, oh, I cannot do that. No, thank you. <laughs> because I have not been saying. <laughs> it just was a very like, I cannot do that. I'm not going to explain to you why, but there's a reason. <laughs> and you don't want me to say what I've been saying very loudly. And he was like, it's a great idea. You should do it. And then he was like, look, he's doing it. And he gave it to somebody else. And he did this whole like performance thing. Um, and I was like, it's not going to work with me. I really like, I don't know how to emphasize. It's really not going to work with me, especially since my selling style. I sold loads of those things. Mm. Um, but it wasn't with enthusiasm. I think it was with this technique, which was like, buy these, I don't care. And yeah. people were like, you don't care? We'll take 10. <laughs> like, it's a weird like psychology of like, oh, this woman doesn't seem to care if we buy her things. We're going to buy as many as we can. Are you sure they weren't just trying to stop you from killing yourself? Like, well, maybe that is really well. Yeah, that is true. Okay, we'll take five. You seem nice. We saved a life today, Timothy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Hamley's and saved a life. I feel like you being amplified, describing all the ways that you're going to kill yourself in a toy shop, is a scene from a, a sitcom. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> It is, yeah. It, uh, that's like definitely. I don't know if that's like the opening where you. It's like the rise to the fall. Yeah. You get what I mean, <laughs> like this was me, and then it's like, oh, that was their peak, mm. kind of ultimate rock bottom, and then you follow them from there. Yeah, I, I think, think it's probably something like that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually say it into a microphone, so we'll never know. No, but how different my life would have been. <laughs> Sliding doors <laughs> moment. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have the freedom of the internet. <laughs> For sure. And I think all of my walls would be white. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah. Uh huh. And not rental house white. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not rental house. So Hamley sounds uh, awful. It, yeah. Was there ever anything comparatively awful? Um, comparatively, it, I guess awful in a different... That was um, emotionally bad, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I did, I got one of those... Um, I guess this isn't really like a real job because I wasn't depending on it. But I got one of those, um, you know, the working holiday visas. Oh, yeah they can get for New Zealand we went to that's cool and um we did onion picking oh no for a day 
Oh, okay. Because my boyfriend refused to go back again. Because <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. It, it's, I do not, I think if you're going to pick something, don't pick onions. Okay. What, what makes them specifically terrible? Um, obviously, the smell is bad. Yeah. But I think the worst thing about them is their height. So they grow above crouch, mm-hmm. but below stand. Okay. So they grow at just a slightly bend over in a really uncomfortable way, yeah. height. And then you have to do that kind of slight bend over the full length of the field and back. And yeah. Then back as well. For a whole day. For a whole day, yeah. And then another day. Well, if you and make it to day. the next day, which uh, <laughs> we did not. And it turns out that five lots of laundry does not get the smell of onions out of your clothes. Jesus, really? I think we just had to ditch them. Oh no, so don't wear your favourite clothes. Don't wear your favourite clothes out onion picking. (laughs) You've got a nice dress, (laughs) keep it at home. That's always been the motto of this podcast and I'm just so glad that we've got a story to go with it now. (laughs) Leave your nice dress at home. (laughs) Don't take it out. Wow, is it, I think I know the answer to this question, but is it well paid? Um, no, I don't remember it being well paid. Perfect. No. Apparently, if you want to do the the well paid um, fruit picking jobs, they're in Australia. Ah, okay. Not New Zealand. So I think you can really rake in the dollar dollar by doing it in, well, we met these people in um, a hostel Mm. and they'd made quite a lot of money with the Australian, um, apple picking stuff and they they didn't which is what I would have done which is saved the money to maybe like fund the rest of my trip or even go home with some money so that I'm not so out of pocket from the whole experience Mm -hmm. um I think they just blew it all in like three days (laughs) amazing (laughs) they worked for like months making this money and then just went to a really extravagant hotel and was like eating lobster and like going out to like, you know, like throwing money out of their hands onto people. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded great, but my face when they were, t- I was like, what have you done? <laughs> that could have been your future. <laughs> All right, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The lobster does sound good though. <laughs> I wish I could be that person. I know. I know. I think that's what it was. I think I was just looking at them like, wow, that mm. is, I don't think I could, but it's nice that you did. Yeah. It'd be, would it be a good life though? For three days. <laughs> <laughs> the best. <laughs> you need something to look back on when you're in your, in your deathbed. True. You can't take it with you. <laughs> you can't take it with you. And you can try and spread it out, but why not just go for the three days? <laughs> yeah. Because you might be dead at the end of the three days. Well, so. exactly. Well, yeah. Depending on what you do. Yes, yeah, so depending on what you spend your money on. You could be dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Okay. What did you do? Did How did you... How did you exist without the onions? 
Darla? Um, New Zealand. We've done to Blackberries. <laughs> Uh, which I thought I was quite good at, but then I realised that everybody else was much better at it than I was. Oh, I'm sorry. I, that's it, it was a real bummer. Yeah. Because it's I was thought I was really filling up my blackberry buckets, and then you can just see people are just go like I'm doing all of this like got my hands got like full of berries, hmm. and my bucket is just not filling up at the same speed as everybody else. Ah. Oh. <sighs> Were they just more experienced? Maybe. Maybe they maybe that's just what happens when you stick with something and you don't immediately ditch it. Hmm. Cuz I didn't last very long at that either. No. How long? I think I did that for like 2 days. <laughs> okay, twice as long as the Yeah, onion. twice as long as the last one. My boyfriend at the time didn't even attempt that one. So that was I was probably lonely as well. Yeah. I think doing it on your own is a bit sad. Because I imagine it was before the time that you just pop your Bluetooth headphones in and listen to a podcast, right? Yeah, I guess you could have done that. I don't think I did do that. No. I just got my CD player. Yeah. Put, put my one eight-track album in it. Yeah. Uh, listen to Actually, that for 10 hours. I think what the problem was, was that I didn't have any of that and I was just listening to my own thoughts. Oh, no, not those. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all just telling me that everybody else was doing it much better than me. That's yeah. not how you stick in a job, is it? No, I don't think so. You can't. I mean, not well. Yeah. You don't want those dragging you down. Um, how do uh, blackberry bushes compare to onion ones, height-wise? and Much better height because you're like standing and then you just reach your hands out and you do a little up and down around the but around the bush mm -hmm. you don't have to so much much easier and I think I could have maybe stuck with it it just was that everybody else was so much better mm -hmm. I was like I'm just never gonna make it in this and also I would have thought that blackberries tasted good yeah. not good no which maybe also was why I wasn't doing very well, because I was eating them. <laughs> <laughs> Were you doing that at the onion farm as well? No, I did not do that at the onion farm. Like a psychopath. Horrible. You're just crunching into them off the floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ugh. No. So at what point, because that sounds like a really romantic sort of idea of going for a year picking fruit living off the land <laughs> but it it's it it's just hard work for no money yeah um I I always think of it as like well I only went for three months and I we went because we went to do the like New Zealand Fringe Festival right okay so that was like the main thing to go and do with then oh we've got this visa we may as well try and make some money while we're here uh -huh. um but I do kind of think of it as like weird when people like privileged people go oh wouldn't it be fun to like just do slavery for a couple of months <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a very strange that I just, as I was like out in the fields I was like oh this is 
this is just work that people don't get paid very much to do mm. and we've and they've managed to the marketing is amazing because they've managed to like romanticize it like you say like as a way to live and exist oh we just picked fruit well picking fruit is horrible yeah it's really hard work (laughs) i like that we should be paying people much more to do that yeah it's long and i don't want i would not like to be a farmer no 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 i think especially because the profit margins are not what they used to be so stressful as well can you imagine like everything just depends on the fucking weather yeah (laughs) you don't know what it's gonna do no you can't predict it you can't change it no let it be yeah i could not rely on the weather no but for your in for your income for your livelihood rely on the weather i don't think so not here (laughs) not here the weather a bunch of tourists and animals yeah what you're relying Uh, on yeah no 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 yeah tourists like me who just stopped who just only did it for a day yeah (laughs) no no thank you (laughs) i'm gonna deal with people like me we just complained the whole time yeah yeah (laughs) we're like this is hot this sucks and rightly so yeah oh we did shovel some cow poo for a while oh that sounds better yeah (laughs) (laughs) um again not many days um but a little bit so you were doing the the fringe festival were you doing comedy there yeah yeah but it seemed that the fringe festival was not really a very big thing right Think, I think there's like the actual festival and people are more interested in that. Okay, I thought you were going to say people were there for the farming. And yeah, the fringe festival yeah, yeah. Was... people were there for the cow shit, but they were not interested. <laughs> in the shows. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so were you like, what kind of thing were you doing? Was it like a full hour? Were you doing... No, sports? we just did a split just a split show so just mm-hmm. split some stand-up yeah it wasn't it wasn't like polished <laughs> or like a real proper show which I kind of realized I think at the time it was like no this is what you're supposed to be doing but now I'm like no garbling out some words is like nothing <laughs> that's not what a show is no well it kind of is but yeah yeah it's like yeah it kind of is yeah that is okay. true. <laughs> that is true, actually. So, at what point did you start comedy? Where did that enter the chat? Um, well, I went. I went to university and got a comedy degree. Oh wow! In Southampton. Okay, so it's just a full comedy degree. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> So, I mean, as in, it's not like, because I know a lot of drama courses. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a comedy writing and performance degree. So my mum found like a newspaper clipping Mm -hmm. when I was deciding where to go. Yeah. Um, I, I auditioned for some like acting things, but they, 
they didn't I didn't get I made it a couple of rounds I didn't get into any and also when I like I flew over to do the because you have to audition for them and stuff mm -hmm. I was like oh I don't like these <laughs> they were just very like pretentious it was odd yeah I think I did like an American monologue or something and one of the women was, was just like well why don't you do an old English monologue and I was like I don't know didn't realize that's what we were so it was very yeah strange like that so then yeah. my mum found this comedy one um which um I don't you know how you have like a point system to get into unis mm -hmm. um this one because I I did IB I didn't do A levels right but this one had a point system that was to make it into this uni course was fewer points than failing my IB. Does that make sense? Wow. <laughs> they really needed people. So they were just that. like, we'll fucking take anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 80, it, yeah, it was like to the entry point was a fail. So I would have failed high school, but I could have still got in. <laughs> was it well subscribed, the course? No. Okay. No, it was pretty bad. Right. <laughs> um, there wasn't very many people. Loads of people dropped out Yeah. Um, as it went on. Mm -hmm. And the, the um, like, lecturers were no okay <laughs> um but people i think larry dean went to it okay there's a, like a few years above me so he went on it yeah mm -hmm. and a couple other people yeah but so it worked so he had a nice time yeah i don't know if it fully contributed to his success but he was there <laughs> it's kind and of like i do and that'll do so he goes to that tesco all the time and now he's famous so wow. i guess that tesco Hello, <laughs> what, what, what more can you say he was there yeah so was it had you always wanted to do comedy uh, or was it just a hmm, that that seems all right kind of thing i think i did i didn't really like have it like stand up and stuff on the tv yeah um I didn't, I didn't grow up with obviously any English stuff because mm -hmm. England is just like insular and just keeps all of their culture to themselves. <laughs> and then when you come in as like a foreigner, they're like, why don't you know all these things? It's like, we just don't have any of that. Please stop yelling at me. I don't know what a fucking UFO thing is. What are they called? Flying sauce fans. The Swedes. Oh yeah, flying sauces. Yeah, flying sauce. <laughs> anyway, that's just one thing that I think I must have had like an experience with somebody when they're like, "Why don't you know?" That's like, what, what were the biggest ones? The um, uh, culture shocks. Um, I'm not sure. I think it just comes in like small bits. I think, I think you just obviously because you're like the odd one out that you just learn to adapt. So like a lot of words that I probably did grow up saying, I've just, you just lose it. Like yeah. you just don't get to say those words anymore because I think eventually you run out of like 
oh well that means blah 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 <laughs> like it just becomes boring to just explain it's easier to adapt your language to yeah. other people's um but i think it is it's like a lot of the food stuff and the snacks where people just go mad when you don't how do you not know what that is it's just nobody else has that yeah. <laughs> stop, stop going crazy please <laughs> please <laughs> there's stuff that i know that you don't know <laughs> oh man yeah I don't know. I've, ne I've never really, um, I think, I don't know if I've really like made a list or, or anything, but, I, but it still happens. Like occasionally I'll say something and then my boyfriend will be like, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, these things. <laughs> or like um, stuff, you know, when you obviously you have like commercials and stuff like that. And then you'll pick up phrases from commercials. Yeah. So there's one that like at the end you would be like double okay. And, and like I obviously it's like my intent like reaction to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. But nobody knows what I'm on about if I do that. But just it's like it's double okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to anybody else. No. Yeah. Well, like your thing yeah maybe mm. yeah i know a lot of comedians do like cultural differences stuff but mm. i just feel like the the explanation of everything is just too much <laughs> like just contextualizing everything feels really boring to me yeah um yeah i could imagine uh, like to a lesser extent much much lesser but like moving to london yeah, the north. north. Oh my God, that is one of the things. Mm -hmm. I lived in Southampton and everybody was on at me at this north-south divide. <laughs> well, he's from the north, so blah, 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 everything's cheaper. And I'm like, I don't know. No. You all sound the same to me <laughs> and it's all England. <laughs> I know, Now that I've moved to Manchester, I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> well, I think everyone just thinks that you're stupid and I had to get rid of my accent and then oh yeah people were like no bring your accent back so I was like okay then and then no one could understand me and I was like <laughs> see <laughs> I was right this is what you wanted <laughs> is it's true but then also that is like I think it is everywhere in the UK has like their regional cultures as well yeah so then mishmashing that but I think there's is a general consensus of like everybody kind of knows the stereotypes of each yeah. region enough that you can talk about it and joke about it and understand it mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah because um, even mine would be like I'm not really from Singapore because I am my parents are English right so then I'm not even coming from an angle. I'm coming from an angle of like, so I'm a foreigner in another country. And now I'm a foreigner in this country. Yeah. Like there's no real, like, this is my culture. Yeah. So you can't really, does that make sense? You can't really come at this angle. Yeah, that sounds really confusing <laughs> to, to sort of deal with. I think it is confusing. 
so I try I think I just kind of like put it to the side yeah because it's just a bit it's it's a bit much to it's not there's not anything easy to just like hang my whole identity onto yeah so it's like okay it's probably best if I just don't have one of those (laughs) opting out opting out of the whole cultural identity thing so do you have to get rid of an accent or have you always because you sound English yeah well my I think well because my parents are English I've just taken their accent yeah and then also I went to an international school so everybody it kind of like split between American accents and English accents yeah I think probably at the time it was a much it was much more fucked up <laughs> so I've like adapted more to an English one since I've been here um but it was probably was a bit more of a mishmash before because yeah. I remember I met my I had a, a boyfriend in the last couple of years of school and then I met him a few years afterwards and I was like wow you just sound American I didn't know but I didn't know that at the time no he just sounded like what people sounded like yeah and to me I, he sounded like me right but like all these years later, I'm like, you fully just sound so American. And I did not know. <laughs> when did this happen? Everybody sort of does from the international schools, all right? Yeah. It's a strange. I think it's because, like I, like I said, of the media, American stuff is universal. Yeah. So we just all get TV, movies, yeah. all sorts. Except I didn't have cable. No. So I watched, everybody else had cable. Um, Literally everybody else I knew had cable, but I didn't. Um, I just had local TV. Right. But then also I'm a bit separated from the people who are like me, who live there, because we consumed different stuff. Yeah. If that also makes sense. That's another layer. Yeah, another layer removed. Even the people that I'm closest to, (laughs) still not quite. Oh, man. So so do you think, because I feel like, and forgive me if I'm being presumptuous here, but a lot of people go into comedy because they have perhaps not been uh, included socially. (laughs) And do you feel like that has any bearing on why you've, you sort of went into it yeah I think well I think because um I'm the youngest in my family as well so I got away with saying a lot of stuff and being cheeky it was never like oh Aaron shut up it was always oh Aaron's being cheeky yeah <laughs> it's like I'm clearly ruining the moment and like, <laughs> I'm being really mean but it's just fun when I do it because I'm a cute child <laughs> uh, so I think it was partly that and then also Yeah, I think I kind of did, um, I struggled a lot fitting in with people. I think because of this, like, the people I went to school with are not really like me because they, they, I went to school with quite um, very rich people whose, like, dads owned businesses and stuff like that. But my parents are teachers. So I just went to that school because that's the school that they were teaching at. Right. So they didn't. So I was not like a paid student like other people would have been. 
yeah. just happened to be there <laughs> because that's what their job was. So right. I think there's already a bit of like a mismatch between me and the people. And also I've um, recently, like a few months ago, got diagnosed with ASD. Oh, okay. So I feel like that's clicked in a bit of like, oh, that's probably one of my problems as well of why I couldn't, couldn't, just couldn't seem to be part of like a thing. Yeah. And I think it is like, yeah, when you start making people laugh, it's like the only time you can really connect with people because everything else is like, okay, you're playing a game I don't understand. Yeah. But this one I can do. <laughs> So we'll do this one. We'll be friends for like three minutes. So then, and then we'll go our separate ways. I guess it's the immediate feedback of you done correctly. Right? Yeah, I guess maybe that is it. Yeah. Whereas, like, oh, you understood what I said and you understood my intentions. Yeah. With success. Whereas you don't get that in other conversations. Yeah. You're like, do they know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was how was that received? I think well, it is now, I guess a bit just... vague, isn't it? You're supposed to just leave and hope for the best. Yeah. But nobody ever like clarifies. The fingers crossed approach. You you know what I'm saying though. <laughs> Please. Can you take Please. this survey at the end of our conversation? So I could just check that everything's been done right. <laughs> just tell me it's okay, please. Yeah. Did we connect? <laughs> I don't know. Did we? I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah I think it is you just like walk away like well I did all the moves mm -hmm. <laughs> I memorized all the moves and I did them so hopefully they didn't realize that I kind of acted it out yeah yeah hopefully they didn't pick on the fact that I pick up on the fact that I was um just copying <laughs> other people's moves <laughs> I've just passed them up as my own yeah I think that's the goal isn't it it is yeah yeah have have the performance so good people think it's real life sorry have the performance so good that people think it's real life yeah 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 exactly it's all comedy is <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well so, that is like, like it's the nice part of it isn't it is it that I like doing comedy where it doesn't feel like it's a performance yeah I like it to seem like I've just thought of it. Have so, you? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, this new idea. So like, was, were you doing uh, stand-up when you were at uni studying? I assume they would make you do it, right? Well, they don't make you do it, but we did, I think because everybody was like interested in comedy, they kind of set up their own little things. Mm -hmm. Um, and then actually in one year there was like a, you could either pick satire or stand-up right and I think there were three girls on the course and the other two did satire which yeah. I think meant writing <laughs> yeah and oh. I did stand-up yeah but I was the only girl who did that stand-up course so then obviously when we're like learning it they do all the his like learns kind of like history and what people and stuff like that they are basically they don't know what the fuck they should be teaching so they just pull stuff out of nowhere <laughs> and there's so then one class is like obviously about like women in comedy and like 
all of that kind of stuff. So all of those questions just got directed <laughs> to me because <laughs> I was the only female in the class. And it was like, why don't you ask these questions to somebody else? I'm tired. That's the resident like, men told us. Sarah Silverman be on this magazine with like not very many clothes on? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Sure, yeah, sure. Good for her. Exactly. She's hot. Yeah. What, what are we learning about? Why have you got such a big projected image of Sarah Silverman in <laughs> lingerie? It's been up for so long. I'm paying so much money for this. <laughs> Were you at 3000 a year or 9000 Because yeah, oh, okay. they knocked it up. They knocked yeah. it up to the big... So then there was one more year, I think. Yeah. And then, of course, fell apart because I think people like we're not, well, obviously not spending nine grand on yeah. this. That's insane. Which was completely fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> At what point did you know that you wanted to do comedy to like pursue it? Um, I think I've been like in and out of it for for a while. Obviously, since then, but I don't know about you. Um, cause I think we, we kind of probably did cross paths a while ago. Yeah. But I didn't, for some reason, even though I'd done a three year course on comedy, did not click for me of what you're supposed to do to progress. Right. So I didn't know, obviously the networking stuff was always going to be difficult. Yeah. But then I didn't know like the you do the spots so then you do an opener you do a middle then you do an over then you do like I didn't know any of this ladder where we're supposed to be doing so yeah. I just kept on like doing a couple spots now and then and going like why what's supposed to happen now yeah it just didn't I just didn't realize that's what we were supposed to be doing it is um... 2019 yeah which is a lot. It's like eight years after I first went to uni. So wow. it took a long time to be like, what are we doing? It's hard when nobody tells you there's all this sort of stuff that you just have to kind of figure out as you go along, right? Yeah. I knew, so I think it was when I started doing like those competitions and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then after that, you kind of figure out, oh, you're supposed to be doing this. I don't know, you're supposed to be part of like a scene and go to the same places and keep going back to the same places. Yeah. Well, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> I was just floating around like, I'm going to go to the New Zealand Fringe. What are you there for? <laughs> I do feel like um, the London circuit is different to other circuits in that the open mic scene and the actual comedy circuit are just entirely separated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never get seen in a way that, say, Manchester, uh, for example, there will be, there'll be an open yeah. mic night, but there'll be promoters there from other nights who'll be like, you yeah, great, come and do mine. I think it is much more obvious in Manchester since I've moved mm. as well of like what you're supposed to do. I think it is like just this oversaturated mess in yeah. London and every, it just feels like everybody's just running around and just going like to all these gigs, but to what, to what, where, what do we do? What are we doing? Everybody stop, stop running around. What are we doing? 
yeah, where are we going? Everybody's just running. It just becomes very overwhelming, I think. Yeah, people, are, I gig three times a night, five nights a week. But why? But why? But why? Yeah, it, it does feel a bit like that. And then I think I felt the pressure of like, once I figured it out, and then it's like, oh, but you're not gigging seven nights a week. Mm -hmm. So, but when I am gigging seven nights a week, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work. It's hard work. And then there's no clear, like, where am I going? Yeah. I think it, I think it even is probably since I've got to Manchester that I've realised that. So how long is that? I went to uni in 2011. <laughs> it's 2022 and I've just figured out what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But I don't think, I think as well, there's people have this idea of how you sort of make it in those hand comma things. Like they're um, not commas. Yeah. <laughs> I just went the with it. Opposite said it with side. Such, like I, he didn't say it with any confidence, <laughs> and I still was sold. <laughs> I was uh, buying a lot of shit from people. Air punctuation. Uh, air quotes. Yes, those. Um, yeah, the, there's sort of loads of ideas of how you make it, but then I think the people who decided how you made it um, were in a, a much better position in that there were 10 comedians in yeah. London and you could afford to live in a squat on Tottenham Court Road for £200 yeah. pounds a month. Um, it, it changes all the time as well, doesn't it? Because yeah. I, I always didn't want to go to Edinburgh because to me it was like, well, it's expensive and also there's too many crowds. And <laughs> already this idea of lots of people running around in different directions is horrible to me. <laughs> so like, that's exactly what Edinburgh is. Yes. Like people running around in different directions. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, not for me. But then I came up with a show idea and then it was like, okay, well, what do I do with it, that then? Yeah. If I'm not taking it somewhere, like I need a deadline. So then it was like, I could invest my money in filming it, but then I won't have any audience because where's my audience coming from? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to Edinburgh with it. And then now everybody's shitting on Edinburgh. And I'm like, I'm literally putting all of my money into this. Can everybody just calm down, please? I was the one who said I didn't like Edinburgh. That was me. I yeah. said that. And you all were like, it's great. And now the year I decide to go, and you're all telling me it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's because they charge three, four hundred pounds yeah. to be put into a paper brochure. It is. It's outrageous. Mm -hmm. I kind of did. I mean, I knew that. But I just was like, and also like, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to put everything into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like doing it halfway is not, is more of a waste of money. Yes. Maybe, in a way. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll pay for a venue and I'll get somebody, like, kind of doing PR and getting my name out there. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's like, you're paying all that money to be in the paper brochure and then who's coming to your show? Yeah, with 3,000 other shows. Exactly, that are yeah. Equally as good and have exactly. been tried on and stuff. It's not, no one's half arse in a show there, are they? But so I was like, fun. I'll just throw everything into it. I'll just, yeah. do, I'll just be like, I'm going this once. Mm -hmm. Let's just throw everything I have into it. Yeah. And I think it probably is a very old-fashioned system. And I think the people who are saying, oh, that's an old-fashioned system, get big on the internet. The internet is a good choice, 
-hmm. but it's also designed for a very specific type of comedian yes so you're just saying like oh don't do that old-fashioned shit system that one doesn't work do this one which works great for me (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like it, it does work great for you but that doesn't mean it make it objectively better because some people are just like you're very loud and brash and that's what gives you views on the internet I'm not really like that so I find it quite difficult to do that on the internet yeah so so yeah I just feel like the people who are shouting like just make a following on the internet is like yes you found a system that's designed for you (laughs) and that's why you think it's good I think I I do like that uh, people are finding their own way more. Yeah. Um, But also I think anyone who's like, this is the only way that you can do anything is incorrect. Yeah. I think it's just when when people start saying, oh, this is the best way. It's like, no, there is still, there is still issues with that way for certain people. Mm -hmm. It just is, you found a very good way for you. Yeah. And it is good. I think it should be that we can find like a platform that suits us. It just is difficult, I think, to find that platform. Yeah. Of where to go. It really is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we, we're coming towards the end. Shall we try and end on a high? What, what's your best job been? What's my best job? Been? Yeah. Um, well, my best. Well, it's kind of difficult with jobs isn't it because whatever your best is there's always something bad about it yeah <laughs> it's a job you are kind of getting exploited in some way yes it's not so. it's not a holiday <laughs> so there will be something wrong with it um but I I like um I do modeling yeah which has its highs and oh my my does it have its lows <laughs> Um, I can imagine. Uh, but we were not going in that direction. We're going to the nice direction. Um, so I did this. I did this one job, and I, it, the whole job as a whole maybe wasn't the best, but there were good aspects of it. And also, it was nuts. And I think what I take away from it is like, this will never happen again. Yeah, I will never. <laughs> So I did, I got booked for this job that was on a cruise ship. Okay. It was a modeling show on a cruise ship. So this like hair company had booked out the cruise ship or part of the cruise ship to celebrate like 10 years of this company or something. So they put on a hair show. It wasn't amazingly well paid, but I went and another model who's a friend of mine went. So that was like, okay, this is, this makes it fun now. Yeah. When you do a job where you have a friend on it, even if it's shit, it's still fun. Yeah. So it was on a cruise ship. I've never been on a cruise, have you? No. No. It's not really my idea of a good time. <laughs> Being no. trapped at sea for days. Um, I think the only way I would go on a cruise ship is if I was paired to like you. Yeah, were. exactly. Yeah, I don't think I would ever pay to be on a cruise ship. No. Because no. there was music everywhere. Okay. All the time. Oh, amazing. Oh, I really love that. Yeah, never. The hallways, music everywhere. There was never an end to the music. Yeah. But anyway, before we got on the cruise ship, we um, they, they obviously gave us this like hotel. It wasn't a great hotel, but they 
we had dinner to get for like three nights before the cruise ship while we were getting our hair prepped and they booked for us to go to a it was sushi and we could order as much as we wanted amazing so I think that was under the assumption that it was like four models and they wouldn't eat very much okay but that is not who we are (laughs) good so uh, my friend especially eats she eats a, a lot and I eat quite a lot so by by like the second night I think we were ordering so much food <laughs> that the waiters stopped making eye contact with us <laughs> we'd be looking over and then they'd see us and like zoom out so they wouldn't have to take our orders anymore because we didn't just order the food like Oh, we'll just have the, me and me and my friend went right. Well, we're here for three days. We're going to need to have a strategy so that we eat everything on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like setting out zones. Like we'll have this, and then this is tomorrow, and then you order this. We'll have this, and we'll <laughs> leave it. Then we'll get more of this. Like a whole system for ordering as much food as possible from this mm-hmm. place. And I'm just never going to have that again in my life. No. Or you can eat sushi yeah it was amazing yeah that's the dream we were so full (laughs) we were so full (laughs) we shared a room and we'd be like groaning (laughs) in pain and then we just get up the next day and we do it again (laughs) (laughs) no lessons learned here today (laughs) just keep eating as much sushi (laughs) as you can if it's the only way that you can stick it to the man yeah exactly it does feel I feel like when you get something on these jobs you rinse it yeah yeah. you have to so we went on the cruise ship and they gave us like a card and the card meant that you could like get some drinks and stuff as you're like but you could upgrade your card Mm -hmm. by paying 30 pounds I think it was and that meant that you could have every drink at the bar oh wow no cost yeah if you paid just so we upgraded our cards yeah and then we put that on our expenses. <laughs> because we had paper internet, so you just kind of mush them all together, you know? Yeah. You just put expenses. It's when you start breaking them down into categories that everything gets a bit lost. Just write expenses. Yeah. And that's just what they are. <laughs> Don't ask me what they were for. To be fair, you wouldn't have had to pay that £30 if you weren't on that cruise ship. That they never yeah, were. exactly. Exactly. We were on the cruise ship. We just mm. upgraded it. We had to. Yeah, so we meant to do. I, exactly. That was what was offered to us. <laughs> so we just, uh, I had lots of white Russians. Mm-hmm. I don't drink loads. So I kind of was like, oh, the white Russians are good. She was drunk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One point, she, we went to go get food, and she was so drunk she couldn't read the menu. <laughs> she went temporarily blind. It was really fun. <laughs> uh, outrageous! I think that's how all work stories should end. Yeah, <laughs> she was so drunk she went temporarily blind. I got really bad cabin fever, and I lost my mind. How long were you on the cruise ship for? I don't, it, um, I think maybe three days or something. <laughs> but I fully, I lost, I really did lose it. Yeah. But that's okay. It's fun now. <laughs> At the time, 
It's like, why are the, why is all the walls so close? <laughs> why does the music never stop? Um, could you not go up to the top of the deck or music everywhere, Kat? Yeah. I really cannot emphasize. It was only when you went into your tiny, tiny cabin room would mm. there be silence, oh, but also no light. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> what do you want? Natural daylight or silence? Wow. Oh, that sounds like an endurance test, not a yeah, holiday. Yeah. I think it was good that we got off the boat when we did, but mm. it was fun. It was like a real height of like, like living the high life you know, yeah. drinks whenever you want, all of this stuff. A little mm. bit of work in between. Yeah. But then it really catches up to you when you realise that you are at sea and there is no escape. <laughs> I'm really frightened of drowning as well, so I don't are think you? I'd flourish. Yeah. Uh, I, what um, more than anything else, drowning is the one. No, so I... Right, so there was an episode of uh, Coronation Street in the <laughs> early noughties, uh, in which Richard Hillman drew this drew drove his family uh, in their car into the canal, okay. um, and they couldn't get out of the car. And I didn't realise that because I mean that is a frightening yeah. thing to happen, right? Yeah. I think so. I didn't see that as being anything other than just a standard fear. Like I don't want a man to <laughs> kill me. <laughs> But, this but then I went on the HMS Belfast, uh, which is a beautiful ship, uh, docks in the River Thames and just started having a full on like, <laughs> panic. And it's, it's a battleship. It is a warship. It has done the Korean War. I think yeah. it did. <laughs> the Battle of Singapore. It not it, sinking. It did Arctic uh, convoys. And if it did sink in the Thames, my feet would get a little bit wet because it's yeah. massive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really hit the bottom before. <laughs> yeah. And I was just losing my ship, but also I'm really tight. So I'm like, I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm looking round this ship. <laughs> uh, and that's when I realised that my fear of drowning is more of an active one than a passive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a real... Yeah. <laughs> this is something to overcome, not just... <laughs> I'm not that often. What a way to find out. Yeah. It's I'm funny, not... isn't it, that we don't find out how terrified we are of things. I'm not frequently trapped in a vessel I can't get out of yeah. on water. So. Yeah, you probably could have just jumped up and swam to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> you were not going to trap. No, and I knew that. <laughs> I could have walked away at any moment. Yeah. Uh, and yet... It's 16 yeah. pounds to go on it so I didn't fear the fear kicks in yeah well this has been an absolute delight yeah um, have you got things to plug you're going to Edinburgh oh. where can people find you what's happening in Erintown I suppose I do well you can come find me and calm me down <laughs> take me by the head <laughs> and tell me it's okay Stroke my hair. <laughs> Pat me on the back. No, don't come at me too loud. No, <laughs> no music. Approach me slowly. Put uh, your hand out so I can sniff <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. 
let me sniff you and look into your eyes first. <laughs> um, the Tron. Yeah. It's the Just the Tonic venue. Um, my show is it's at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. each day, apart from the 15th. Mm-hmm. It's called Erin Tap Finds Her Audience. Perfect. Basically, I always get the advice. Oh, it's this thing of where do you find people? Where are you supposed to do? And people are like, oh, well, you just need to find your audience. So I was like, right, well, I'll just do that then. So I'm collecting pictures of my audience <laughs> and their data so that I can eventually find more of my audience. Okay. Yeah. So it's more like a research session than a show. <laughs> um, so if you want to volunteer for that research session, come and find me in Edinburgh. I'm spending all my money on it. Yeah. So pretty high stakes. <laughs> for you, not the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it's my life that's at, that's at risk. <laughs> so have some comfort in knowing that it's mine, not yours. Yeah, help a girl out. Help, help, <laughs> are, are you on are you on the social media yes i am at erin tet comedy across them all yeah that is solid. e-r-y-n yeah and t-e-t-t yeah yeah i like it you got the, the same across the board yeah well actually nobody else in the world has my name <laughs> Oh, okay. That makes it quite easy because if you type in that, it, you just get me. Yeah. But the problem with it is that it is the spelling is difficult to grasp. Yeah. So once you get the spelling, I'm easy to find. Mm-hmm. But you could just be typing away at anything, <laughs> and I wouldn't come up. Indefinitely. You've not thrown in a Y, and you didn't know how many T's were in the last name. No, it's mostly T. It's three quarters tease. <laughs> Just tease. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll plug my thing. Yes. I'm, I uh, am taking less of a financial risk. <laughs> just, just doing uh, Camden Fringe. I will be at Camden Comedy Club on the 5th and 6th of August uh, at 8pm. Come on, come all. Please help me offset <laughs> the cost of room hire and uh poster printing yeah and, and oh and have a nice time as well we will have a nice time too i guess but, yeah, yeah yeah you've been going around and doing yours at all the places as well i have i did it in oxford the other week and what's it was your wonderful. show about it's called scream inside your heart and it's about dating <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which, classic. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'm it was so lucky. <laughs> I thought it was a bit hacked to do it about dating, but also a, a lot of people are doing it, and it is a universal horrible yeah. experience. So. <laughs> you did. You said that at the last gig. You were like, "Oh, this is a bit. Oh, I'm just doing a hack dating bit." But then also, it was great, and it didn't seem hack. Yeah, well, you know what you. I mean. Well, yeah, I needed that. The topic—it's not the topics, is it? It's the—it's the goddamn comedians. <laughs> so if you do it, the, and you do it in a nice, fun way, that it's fine. Yeah. Did you like my joke about how I've completed Tinder? <laughs> that was—it was a strange gig, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a very strange gig, which I don't feel like we can go into on air. 
for um, legal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but it has been. It was an, an undisclosed ab- weird kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find us individually and we'll tell you what it is. But yeah, yeah. Not, not here and not now. <laughs> and on that, it has been a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, take care. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.